Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics, your bi-weekly info dump of all things comics. That was my line. No, you say the first part. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm trying to steal the It's fine. You said, that was my part, and then you go, it's late. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. You're weekly? Are we weekly now? Yeah. Yeah. You're weekly. <laughs> Info dump of all comics news. It took me a beat to remember. Are we bi-weekly weekly? Yeah. We're weekly. We're weekly. Yeah, we're, we're going for it. We're attempting to be weekly. Yeah, we're going yeah. for it. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to see how it goes. That's going to envelop into today's today's topic. Mondo, what, what you got? You got to hit us. Avengers Assemble. I tried to sound like the old arcade game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Which, which one? Yeah. I don't. Oh, Captain America and the Avengers. You that, that was one arcade game. Yes. Yeah. Nah. Man. It had Captain America, Iron Man, The Vision, Hawkeye. and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the earliest uh, video game for Marvel I remember was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Too. That's not. The... <sighs> I know. My bad. Gosh. That was it. Was a quarter machine, like uh, the little laundromat. Just... This was a four-player beat 'em up, like yeah. the Ninja oh, Turtles cool. or the X Men uh-huh. game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never played that one. Mm. Yeah, man. It's really tight. Yeah. All the villains. Those games were so awesome. We, we need to do an episode on video games one day. That'd be cool. What? Well, we'll get there. Uh, welcome, guys, to to the Long Box. We, uh, uh, we are updating, and we're going to be trying to uh, jump into a new iteration, a new rebirth of the Long Box. We're going to try to have a new format, uh, try to get some more comic-centered content uh, to where it's controlled, and so we uh, kind of control our tangents on here, so... Uh, we'll, we're going to see how that's going to go in this episode, and I don't think I'm doing a good job of it right now. You're doing fine. Yeah, yeah good, All right, cool, man. I had a lot of coffee. I need to chill out with it. Um, so today, let's get into some news. Just jump right into it. What you guys got? Um, I got something. So Hit me. Um, Mark Silvestri is drawing a Batman story, and I think he's writing it, too. 
I think so. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. And um, supposed to come out in no- early November. So I think like November 5th or something is when it drops. And that if, if that's right. But yeah, it's it's a story by him, which I don't know the last time he's done anything with DC. Do you know any tidbits on the story? Was has he ever done anything? With I think DC? he's done. Oh, like, he did like Batman in the Darkness, right? right yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that crossover with his character. So, um, yeah, just a, a the story is supposed to be just that the Batman and and Joker have to team up because there's some kind of thing that's like causing havoc. In they Gotham. have to save Harley Quinn. Yes, yes, is yeah, it? save Harley Quinn. Okay. Yeah. I like a good Batman and Joker team up story. I don't think I've ever read one, but I'm down for one. I would. I, lo- I like a good Batman and Joker <laughs> team up. I've never <laughs> read one, but I like it. Yeah, you know, little headcanon ones, like a little back, uh, like a buddy cop. Your uh, your uh, fan fiction. Fantasy. Yeah. Where they end up uh, making out later on. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That's 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 a different Falling fan for fiction. Each other. Yeah. Danny, what you got? You go. Okay. Um, I read uh, Avengers. Never mind, I go. No, I'm just kidding. We <laughs> go. I read Avengers uh, Forever number eight, and uh, this little bit of news I have is for Thor, and I thought it was really funny because one of our previous episodes, we had uh, just touched on the like, multiverse fatigue, and I, on a whim, I saw this really cool cover with Thor on Avengers Forever number eight. Uh, is it, it the one where he's like punching the reader? Yeah, in the face? it yeah. was really it was like right in your face. Like, oh, yeah. this is tight. So let me check up on it. Um, and that led me to reading like two or three issues back and it's like a, the multiversal masters of evil. Mm-hmm. And so now there's like a Ant-Man that's Tony Stark, mm-hmm. um, and a Robbie Reyes. It's an, the ghost writer still all writer. The all writer. Um, and he's like, they pulled up on Thor at the end of his book. It's like, get in loser. We got to save the multiverse. So pretty much what's happening is like, uh, in Avengers forever, there's like individual little origin stories of, uh, you know, our regular heroes, but they're kind of like in a uh like thor this time with the spin with iron fist so he's uh, he can't lift the hammer um so it's like during his unworthy thor run and uh the, but the hammer's following him kind of like haunting him and he's like getting frustrated he's like trying to punch the hammer so anyway uh kun k lung the the thunderer shows up and basically like puts into this rocky balboa training where he's like punching the hammer and like he becomes iron fist and he fights it um, and that's, uh, he becomes like the God of fists. Hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, uh, coming up in Avengers forever, number nine, I think that's going to be one of the, uh, the, there's like two more issues before this, this whole thing wraps up three issues before this wraps up. Um, so we should be seeing some more multiversal guys pop up. If you guys are interested in any of that. No, no, no. Hard I, pass. I mean, I was a little fatigued on it, but I mean, it's just kind of fun. I mean, how can you not, I mean, the ending of that. That book where like he pulls up in the in the chopper, uh, the chopper, the the low rider, and he's just you know, Tony Stark. Low and rider. Was it a low rider? Is it his charger? I think or so. Or is it a low rider? It might have been his charger. Okay. Dang. Because I man, think Robbie Reyes. I think his first. I think look, his first. Look, look. Nothing against low riders, but if you're really gonna have Robbie Reyes driving a low rider in comics. Please do it right. Don't come. Don't don't pull a Miles Morales Thor. Yudi Yudi whatever his name is. Don't pull a Miles yeah. Morales Thor yeah. where it's just uh, like a costume form kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Do it right. Yeah. Respect the culture for sure. But if it's his charger, sure, fine, whatever. I think it's his charger. It might be. His I charger. hope it's his charger. You need to get your eyes checked. 
Yeah. And we want the license plate number two. <laughs> you need to you need to get your eyes checked and learn how to recognize vehicles. Yeah, I was never a car guy though. But anyway, like, there's that's, a that's, big that's, difference between a lowrider <laughs> and a charger though. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, Danny, what you got? I've got uh the 30th anniversary of the death of Superman. Oh, oh DC Comics. Yes, is, I saw that. I it's it's weird. It's is weird it? that they're celebrating the death of Superman. <laughs> Why you is know? it weird? It was, wasn't that like one of the biggest events? No, no, that's and that's and that's the aspect that they're going with. It was yeah. it was a huge event in '92. Uh-huh. Um, it made news headlines all over the world. People went crazy trying to buy the comic, thinking that it was going to be worth millions of dollars because the first hero essentially died, but. When you when you look at it, it's like wow, you're celebrating this guy getting sl- straight slaughtered, like wrecked. Man. Yeah, getting like, straight wrecked, bro. Yeah, getting washed, washed, getting straight up washed <laughs> in the streets of Metropolis. You know, not just him, but most of the Justice League too. Yeah, because Doomsday, when he touched down, he went through everybody, bro. <laughs> Bro, I still he was like that. Derrick Henry. He was like Derrick Henry from <laughs> yeah, the Titans. Yeah. You know, he was just run through a motherfucker's face, <laughs> stomped for I, real. I need that energy this year. Yeah. Oh man. So I mean, but yeah, I get the celebration there. Uh, Bill Sinkevitz has done the cover. Oh, it's height. Yeah, and it is beautiful. Um, they're doing some more some some backstories, I guess, that coincided alongside the story at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this uh, anniversary edition, um, I'm kind of excited for it. It did uh, bring us Steel, the Eradicator, Cyborg, Superman, and Superboy. Mm-hmm. So you know, it added to the mythos of of DC and the Superman legend. So. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Uh, Reign of the Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that one. That was one of the books that I picked up from the library a lot. I used to love Superboy's look, and I used to get the haircut just like him. Used to, used to, used up until still, up yeah. until you let your hair grow here recently. You, like, you, you like, still had the yeah. same haircut. Yeah, dude, you could have been cosplaying this whole time, man. Could have been. You could have been. Could have been. Wasn't man. there too, Danny? A mention of like the Guardian? Is he supposed to be like an intricate? I thought I read something. Oh yeah, on the, uh, Guardian, the uh, Metropolis Guardian. Yeah, he's in there. Cool. There's a, a little backstory with him as he witnesses Superman fall or some, yeah. something like that. That's yeah. cool. Is That's, it going to be like on a paperback or a hardback? No, it's it's a, a book. Oh. It's the 30th anniversary. You'll find it on shelves, on bookshelves. Tight. On comic, at your favorite comic book store. And when is that supposed to be out again? Uh, I think this coming month. Tight. Yeah. I'm going to be looking out for that one. So, yeah. Are we, uh, do we have any more news over here? I are think we, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are we, are we good for a break? Are we going to go? Sure. We, we're good for a break. Go ahead and put your advertising dollars at, to work. Yes. Right here. Yeah. Insert. 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 We'll get there. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
And we're back. Welcome back to the Longbox Podcast. Uh, here we are, uh, episode 23, which is really cool to think about. We, uh, 23. 23. No, that can't be right. This is correct, yes. This is our 23rd episode. We've missed a lot of episodes, hey. guys. Hey. Shout out to COVID. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to stuff. Terrible, Shout out man. to the pandemic. Uh, hey. But with that, we, uh, we, we were learning how to do all of that during this. And so we, uh, we were able to sit back and have a meeting and uh, really think about how we can you know, reboot ourselves. And that kind of folds into today's topic. We're talking about reboots and rebirths and uh, just retcons and, and re, re, redos. I don't know what other words sure. there are. Yeah. Um, all of the comic book conundrums that people either hate or love. Um, and this is what today's episode is about. Reboots. Nice. We need like a flashy sound like whoosh. Something. Oh, yeah. Where we're like entering a new universe yeah. or something. Okay. Yeah. Like the Twilight Zone? No. 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 Uh, that's like, uh, that's yeah. too ominous. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. What the hell? I'm sorry, man. It's, it's like coffee. Um, so here we go. Yeah, Danny, you had asked me uh, whenever we brought this up, uh, how many uh, how many reboots, reboots have, have I you lived? lived? And you put quotes, but have I'm going to take away the quotes. Through, yeah. Have you experienced in your comic reading history okay so um in uh in truth two new 52 and then the rebirth not rebirth i'm sorry yeah um, yeah rebirth DC comics rebirth um marvel comics the cataclysm if you count that but that was like a merging of of realities cataclysm because it mer- that's the one that merged the the multi- um, uh ultimate uh universe secret wars was it I thought because Cataclysm was the one that ended the the uh, the Ultimate Universe, and that's the one that had to bring Miles Morales into the six one six, and that was like the one where they Secret Wars. <sighs> it might have been Cataclysm in the Ultimate Universe, but line wide, it was actually line wide. It was Jonathan Hickman, yeah, because he did it with Avengers and New Avengers, and it got it all together in the Secret Wars where all the incursions were happening and it led into that story. And that's where Miles Morales entered the 616 universe proper. I need did, you to, not, did you I, not read that? I need to read it again, apparently, my damn memory. But no, uh, but what I was saying is that like, I don't know if you count that one as a, as a complete reboot. Uh, Cataclysm? Like, yeah, like the that event, whole event. No, because that's part of the reboot. I don't count it as a reboot because okay. it's part of the reboot. So we could probably say that Marvel has never had a reboot. They've never had a strong, hard reboot. Okay. Of it. They've had like after Siege in 2010, they had the Heroic Age mm-hmm. where they had gone down this path and they had installed dark versions of characters like the Dark X Men, Dark oh, okay, Avengers, okay. when Norman Osborn took place. Got it. Yeah. You know, like after the uh, Secret Invasion. That's where that Iron Patriot came on in. Right. Yeah. Got it. So uh, what they did was after Siege, after the fall of Hammer and Norman Osborn, they reestablished uh, the heroes proper in this new Marvel heroic age. And then in 2015, they had the Marvel. after Secret Wars, right after Secret Wars, they had all new, all different Marvel Now books where they had established these new storylines going forward, 
you know, and then I think the following year they had another follow up to Marvel. Now that's where they introduced uh, the Doctor Doom Iron Man version and Riri Williams Iron Man Iron Heart, and uh, kind of took it from there. So they've yeah. never had a hard reboot per se, but they've had a lot of soft reboots, especially mm-hmm. here within the last 10, 15 years. Would you count? Would you count the Ultimate Universe back in two thousand? Would you count that as a reboot, or would you just count that as a um, just an, an alternate series of books, or, or just like its own that's, little line? I don't know if that's necessarily a reboot because you still had the current universe going on. That's a new Correct. universe. Yeah, like in the eighties when they tried to do the new universe line of comics uh, with the Star Brand and Kickers Inc. Hey, deep cut guys. What? Kickers Inc. What is Kickers that? Ink Inth Man, the Nth Man, yeah. and oh man, they had a bunch of. Them. Is this like a like a, oh. like a side publication that Marvel tried to do? Yes. Yeah. I've never heard. I mean, I've heard of Star Brand, but I haven't heard. It of, was uh, the New Universe, and oh man, Jim Starlin was put in charge of it. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. that guy. And yeah, the creative Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the cosmic Marvel side properties, uh, he was put in charge of it. And what he wanted to do was launch a completely new Marvel universe that wasn't centered in New York city, Mm -hmm. but kind of spread. It's, it's almost like J. Michael Straczynski's, uh, um, squadron Supreme story where this event happens in the heartland of America and kind of creates heroes from there. And you've get, you get uh, the first star brand, who's like a creator of universes or planets or whatever. Whatever his power is, very cosmically based. You get Kickers, Inc., which is a group of, like, commandos or something. Yeah. They were something weird. They all wore the same uniform yeah, they were with, like, like little uniform. ascots and shit. Sounds like Best a superpowered ass- soccer team. Yeah. They might have been. <laughs> Who knows? They might have been wow, from Italy or something. That's crazy. They they dress very fashionably. They had ascots. <laughs> uh, you had the Nth Man, which was yeah. like uh, a. He was like the Midnighter before the Midnighter. Yeah, because he had nanobots in his blood system, and he was this like Vietnam veteran, but a ninja. Did he get stronger at night or something? Do you not know how the Midnighter works? The the DC the DC the character DC. Midnighter thought he just gets stronger in the night. Oh my god! I haven't really read. I, I've never read a book. You've never met read. <sighs> I've never read a Midnighter book. Go read the Authority. Authority. Just go read the Authority. Jesus Christ, Joey! How do you? The Authority by who? You said. Oh, you just said it. My bad. You know what? <laughs> well, <laughs> if I'm not in the next episode, I'm just dead. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to look up this stuff, man. That's, that brought back a lot of, man. I forgot all about that. So, Midnighter and Apollo. Midnighter and Apollo. They're okay. basically images Superman and Batman. Um, but like the Nth Man was an early, early, like a proto version of the Midnighter. He had nanobots in his body. He could overcome like whatever uh, you put in front of him. He was able to fight through everything, and he had like this kind of equal opposite that. I remember reading the books as a kid. I would really need to go back and read them again. But man, it was it was very intriguing, and the artwork at the time was really good. You know, they they brought in a lot of good talent, and um, but the thing that Starlin 
didn't want to do was have superheroes proper. So like no Iron Man, no Captain America, no Spider-Man. These were all just supposed to be people imbued with power, and now oh, they have okay, to okay. deal with it. So he wanted to try to make it as real world as possible. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was ahead of his time. It was very ahead of his time. Wow. Yeah. I want to go check that. So whatever happened to it? Did it like fold into the, the publication of the, the Wayne universe? It just kind of fell apart. There wasn't enough uh, support for it. It was a wild concept at the time. It was very wild. Plus, you it was competing against like the first Secret Wars mm-hmm. and then immediately following the hardest reboot ever seen in comics, Crisis on Infinite Earths mm-hmm. by DC. Yeah. So you really, like, you had a bunch of, like, new and up-and-coming heroes, per se, going up against three different Superman and a couple of Batman, Shazam, and all, the, like, this, the entire DC universe finally coming together in one universe to stop a multiversal threat. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to kill that fucking line because you're not going to get any money. Everybody's money is going to these other books. Yeah. So maybe if this episode gets some traction, we could tag the right people and try to. So I, I want to I read an Nth Man book. That sounds tight. <laughs> it was very good. So let's. Uh, let, so we talked a good bit about Marvel. So let's go ahead and segue over to the DC side of things. Right. Yeah. All right. So um, I was doing a little bit of research because a lot of this is before my time. You know, the uh, the. First, I think, crossover was between Barry Allen and Jay Garrick. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. And was it DC Showcase, mm-hmm, I think? Mm-hmm. And um, that was uh, to explain... Um, How two Flashes existed yeah, within go. the DC universe. And so right. that kind of like set off the this this little multiverse line. And I think after then, that's whenever DC made the Earth 1 and Earth 2. Silver Age kicked off okay. the multiverse line. Because... Up until the 60s, you'd already had a Green Lantern, a Flash. You'd had a Superman, a Batman, a Wonder Woman. You'd had all these characters existing from 1938 on. But then in the Silver Age, with comic sales flagging, uh, they were people were moving away from the way the way these characters had gotten their powers, which were more mystic in nature, mm-hmm. and they wanted to introduce like a sci-fi element, which is where you get the Barry Allen uh, chemical experiment and lightning bolt. And it's where you get the Hal Jordan uh, UFO crash landing kind of, you know, Green Lantern power ring. Because before Alan Scott's power ring, the original Green Lantern. It was a meteor, wasn't it? It was a meteor. And it was, you know, like it worked mystically. It was magical based. And he had the, you know, he had the cape with the the big shroud on it. Right. So they wanted to move away from that, and they did that in the 60s by rebooting The Flash. Mm. That was the first, that, like, The Flash is ground zero. If you if you go back through DC Comics, The Flash always has a connection to some sort of reboot or in some way, shape, or form. He's, like, ground zero to everything. Superman is the first hero, but Flash kind of maintains that balance of what the the, the status quo is going to be. Yeah. You know, so like I think people say he's the heart of the DC universe, and it's kind of true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of true. So every iteration of kind of the DC comics universe has a flash in a certain form that kind of informs the rest of everything. Yeah, or that is like a major, like pinnacle pillar of the story. Right. You know, he's not just like 
the background is like he's involved in some way for sure yeah so the 60s in order to explain how a jay garrick flash and a barry allen flash could coexist they created that multiple earths kind of thing mm -hmm. and that's that's where we get the first instances of the multiverse and then you see it in uh justice league comics crossing over with justice society comics because the justice society was very very prominent during world war ii you know, they, they took it to Hitler, they took it to the Nazis, they took it to the Axis powers. Um, and then I think right in the 50s during McCarthy era, they, like, they, people always say, I don't want my comics to get po political. Oh, yeah. Comics have always, always been yeah. political. Yeah. During McCarthyism, the Justice Society went into hiding because they didn't want, it was, it was Civil War before Civil War. Yeah. They didn't want to expose their identities and risk uh, damaging the people around them. Yeah. So they just went into hiding. You know? It's good stories. Yeah. So coming after that one, we have uh, inf oh, inf Infinite Crisis. Crisis, Crisis, Crisis on, on Infinite, Infinite Earths. And so with that one, that was the big, uh, what was it? B DC was trying to establish, They, from what I remember, or remember, uh, they wanted super. They wanted their characters to go back to the roots, right? They they wanted a Superman that was the last son of Krypton, but they had a lot of Kryptonian characters, so they wanted to find a way to try to get Superman to be the last son of Krypton. Is that the is that am I, is that the right angle? That sort was, of was Superman like the real spearhead to to charge this whole. Well, infinite? they had two Supermen. Right. They had the old old gray templed Superman from the original like justice society and they had this new superman that they want that they really wanted to like relaunch and like i think uh the last story from the old to the new was uh whatever happened to the man of tomorrow oh mm -hmm. um by alan moore and that's that's really the catalyst for superman to go from the golden age to the silver age it's like the very last story. It's a beautifully told story. Um, it's him and he's uh, going through like the last paces of his identity as Superman. And he ends up, well, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's guys, it's a 30 year old story. So yeah. spoilers on, I guess. Spoilers but on. He, he ends up with like Lois and they have a son, a baby. And he kind of like in the very last panel, he kind of pulls his glasses down as, you know, like the the captions, like whatever happened to the world to the man of tomorrow, and he's like pulls his glasses out and winks at the reader. You know that he's yeah. not gone. Yeah. But in the very like the very next month, they relaunch Superman with a John Byrne, like six five part or six part story. John Byrne's Man of Tomorrow or Man of Steel, and it's the relaunch of. Like how he got here, how he started his career as Superman, his first interactions with Batman, like like just retelling for a new generation of, mm -hmm. of readers. So, and that that came off the heels of Crisis on Infinite. What what DC wanted to do was try and streamline everything because they had had so many stories, and this is this uh, this ties into how we started our universe. Instead of having all these characters that existed separately and independently of each other, we wanted them all in one universe. Well, DC didn't think that way in the beginning. They 
brought in, mm-hmm. they had Superman, they had Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, and they kind of existed in the same world, but they didn't interact all together all the time. Uh, they also had like the Blackhawks. They had they had the Shazam family. They bought them from Fawcett City, and Shazam family existed on a completely different uh, dimension. They li- lived on Earth S. There was a uh, Earth uh, X, Earth Ten, with the Freedom Fighters who were constantly battling against Nazis because in that universe the Nazis won. You know, they were, like they had all these different planets and universes that they just wanted to kind of streamline into one main universe. That's where crisis happened. So right after crisis, not right after, but the next, oh, are we, we get on time? No, no, no. Perfect. Um, we have uh, the zero hour. Yeah. So zero hour was coming right off of how Jordan's uh, kind of thrashing as parallax. And uh, do you have a bit more, uh, insight on what was going on uh, with the rest of the DC universe. Because for me, that's all I know about is just the Hal Jordan kind of going crazy and then being awesome and then, you know, just decimating the Green Lantern Going crazy and being <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. That's what's up, Did man. Did you see fucking shoulder pads? They were tight. <laughs> shoulder pads. Hell yeah, it's yeah shoulder pads. And, it, 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 uh, and you know he's bad because he's got the white temples. The white temples. The white yeah. temples. Uh, but no, man, uh, so uh, the Zero Hour, what was going on with this? Zero Hour, it was another attempt at uh, streamlining the DC universe again. Because from... What's that? How, how many years after uh, Crisis was Zero Hour? Was it 20? Oh, no, because uh, Crisis was 85, 85, 86. So it was only nine years in. And Zero Hour 94. was like 94, yeah. Um, let me see. I'm pretty sure. Was that... Because that doesn't seem too too quick. So I know one of the big fits with uh, one of the things that we're talking about in, in a minute, uh, the New 52, one of the big fits about the rebirth thing was that the New 52 just happened so recently. So um, yeah. in, in my oh. mind, I thought that the the reboots from Crisis to Zero Hour were, uh, were far away. No. And then now yeah. seeing like, oh, it's only no. like yeah, not even 10 years, years apart. So what happened is they they managed to streamline everything into one one cohesive universe. But they still had problems because they brought in a lot of characters from disparate universes. So they brought in Infinity Inc. And if you don't know who Infinity Inc. is, get ready. It's the second generation of the Justice Society kids. Okay. So it's like their kids grown up as heroes now. Um, You still had huge problems with some characters like Hawkman. Hawkman and Hawkwoman, Hawkgirl. Because they've lived so many lives. Yes. They're reincarnated. They're either space cops from Thanagar or they're old Egyptian gods, Kar- Katar Hall. I could never follow. Yeah, their, still to like, this day, I don't I know. Can't. I don't, I stopped trying. <laughs> and so, and, and that was one of the things. Uh, plus, you had characters that were just getting, not getting the love that they should have gotten, like old Justice Society characters like Dr. Fate. And so it was it was part streamlining of Hawkman and Hawkgirl and all those stories. It was part getting rid of some of the Infinity Inc. characters to explain, well, Batman and Catwoman didn't get married, so they don't have a daughter named Helena uh, Wayne, who is the Huntress, who is part of Infinity Inc. Let's wipe that away. You know, you had Supergirl and Power Girl. Supergirl died in Infinite Crisis, but now you have Power Girl, who is just an adult version of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. 
you have to figure out a way to make the for the reader mm. to make these characters work. Plus, writers were complaining that continuity was all over the place. I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, no, um, it was wild. Um, but then they so what they did was they kind of erased more characters, uh, and had Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan went crazy, like you said, and instead of reestablishing Coast City. He wanted to reestablish the entire universe so that the Coast City and none of the other atrocities that have happened on the Justice League's watch or his watch or whatever ever happened. And, you know, people put up a fight. They put up a fight. They you know, There were some that agreed with him, but ultimately people put up a fight. But it, coming out of it, they relaunched, they relaunched a lot of characters like Dr. Fate was now Fate. Because this, remember, this is in the 90s. You had extreme justice. People like went really extreme with stuff and everything. Like you said, Parallax had shoulder pads. Oh yeah, the shoulder pads and pouch era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had uh, like fate. He wasn't uh, Doctor Kent Nelson anymore. He was uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was like a bounty yeah. hunter. He had a what? knife. Yeah, he had a knife. Oh. He melted down the helmet of fate and made yeah. like a knife and stuff. What a fucking reboot! Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! So you go Dude. from like Doctor, uh, like a Doctor Who kind of guy to like a dog, the bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I need to check totally, that out. Totally. That's tight. Ugh. But they did that with like uh, Guy Gardner Warrior. Yeah. He wasn't a Green Lantern anymore. Yeah. Now. yeah. He had like alien biology. Yeah. yeah. And he could morph his hands into guns. <laughs> Dude. It was it was bad. It was bad. It was, a, it was a dark time in I comics bet. history. I bet, man. The nineties weren't all good, fellas. Yeah, not everything was golden. So, <laughs> side note: Doesn't Guy Gardner have a bar called Warriors? Mm-hmm. Okay, just had to remember that. Yeah, it's tight. But uh, so coming after Zero Hour, we have we what what's what's after Zero Hour? What's after Zero Hour? Okay, so oh. after Zero Hour, you have you have kind of a soft reboot. Uh, after Zero Hour, there were a lot of Elseworlds books. Okay. And one of them was Kingdom Come. Hey. And that, man, that is like the best book out God, there. So if you good. if you get a chance to read Kingdom Come, guys, go read Kingdom Come. And read like the extended version that has a couple of extra scenes added because it's really, really good. But Kingdom Come. And that, it was, sometimes you hit on a book like the Dark Knight Returns um, or the Watchmen, and it just influences everything, everything else. Yeah. And that's what Kingdom Come was in the 90s. Everything that DC was putting out was now leading towards this potential future of, the, of this like apocalyptic-style DC universe where Superman had gone into hiding. He didn't want to deal with it anymore, and... Uh, finally came back and and righted everything that was wrong because DC comics are more about hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I do know where it's Frank Miller, Frank yeah. Miller's Batman, the dark gritty. Yeah. Right. The dark, that's where everything turned dark and hopeless. And everything. But DC comics have always been about hope. Mm-hmm. Look at how bright those costumes have always been. You know, you telling me a guy with a big red shirt and a green cape that guy's going to be dark and gritty? No, sir. With lace-up boots? No, sir. <laughs> Nobody noticed me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Also. <laughs> oh, man. It's terrible. 
So we what we had coming out of there was a soft, soft reboot called Hypertime. Oh. And what that did was established that it reestablished every potential timeline, not universe or worlds just yet, but every potential timeline did exist. So Gotham by Gaslight, mm-hmm. um, Kingdom Come, uh, Speeding Bullets, the uh, uh, Batman as Superman kind of story, the Batman as Green Lantern story, all these Elseworlds titles did now exist in regular DC continuity, maybe in the shadows or something, but they did now exist. And that was because of hyper time. They mm-hmm. kind of figured, oh, yeah, yeah, all this all this now, now lives. Um, then after hyper time, we run into infinite crisis. Mm-hmm. And that was the one, what, set in 2000? The early 2000s. Like early 2000s, yeah, yeah. So th- they wanted to... Anytime there's a crisis, it's because shit got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> Just think of it that way. Like, shit's getting out of hand. They need to condense again. You know, they, or at least they think they need to condense. Because now when you say out of hand, you mean, like, uh, publication-wise? Like, they just have too much going on? Publication-wise, story-wise, yeah. Okay. So, I mean... Yeah, it was, it was two th- just, 2005 through 2006. Yeah. yeah. So, you get uh, Infinite Crisis... Mm-hmm. Uh, out of that is uh, 52, the regular 52, where they went a whole year without Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. All the like other heroes kind of stepped up mm-hmm. and became like the leaders of the DC universe. Cool. Um, after 52, we had another soft reboot. We had Countdown, and then that led into Final Crisis, which is where, what have I told you? I've told you this before. Final Cry is like my favorite story. Oh, this is where Superman sings yes. to save the, the day. The universe, right. yeah, the multiverse. You're saying this happened in the 2000s? Final Crisis, it happened like late 2000s, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought that was a thing of the 80s. No, no the, sir. 2008, man. Yeah. <sighs> That's like right at the height of American Idol. Yeah. God damn. Superman is up there just Randy Jackson it, man. Just <laughs> Superman's better than Randy Jackson, okay? Ooh. Get the fuck out of here. Ooh. If 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 there's going to be another king of pop, it would be Superman <laughs> after Michael Jackson. <laughs> after Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson still the king of pop. Still the king. So, so Superman sings to save the day in Final Crisis. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more going on to it than that. But yeah, he's yeah. explained that before. Yeah. There's a lot more because they also have to deal with the new gods and yeah. uh, dark side and the anti-life equation. Earth is completely run over by all of this and as, the heroes. Have, yeah. As cool as that is, he still sings to save the day. It's a B story that kind of ends the whole thing. But yeah, because there's a vampiric vampires, fucking vampires, guys. There's a vampiric uh, like a watcher. What do they call it in the DC? Universe? Oh, uh, the monitors. Monitors. monitors yeah. yeah, there's a vampiric monitor who is uh, <laughs> sucking the energies out of the different universes. Because, because he's a fucking vampire and they're they're it's, goddamn lame. How did you become a vampire? I don't know. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, the final crisis, and then after that, things are settled for a while, and then we get. Flashpoint and the new 52. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we go through all of that for the new 52. 
Uh, Flashpoint was kind of neat. I liked it. I yeah. loved Flashpoint. So Flashpoint, that was like one of the first comics I read when I was, I was like I was, I was like fifteen or sixteen when it came out. So I was like cognizant. You know, I wasn't a child. I mean, I was a child, but it wasn't a child. Child. Yeah. And it was really cool to, because for me, that was a really fresh start to jump into books again. Because I mean, until then, it was just like reading. Uh, like, you know, the hard books you'd see in the libraries and just kind of getting tidbits here and there on the internet. Um, but whenever Flashpoint came out, it was everything is brand new. I didn't have to read anything beforehand to know what was going on now. And then whenever uh, the, the new 52 happened, uh, that was really tight because I, I was worried because by that time I was really established into the Green Lantern mythos. Mm-hmm. But that didn't change at all. That I think so was one of the problems in uh, going forward between the new 52 and on is that Green Lantern and Batman, both of those books were selling so well Mm -hmm. that they didn't change at all. They just had little changes or additions made to the books. Um, It's hard. It's hard to do a reboot when not everything gets rebooted, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's why, like, the new 52, I don't think, stuck very well. Like, there were some other problems, but that's one of the issues in that uh, you still had Batman continue his continuity from before going forward. And the same thing with Green Lantern. But Superman was completely new. Wonder Woman was completely new. Yeah, the yeah, Justice yeah. League was completely new, you know. I didn't think of it that way, man. Yeah. Because now looking at it, like the the Green Lantern was established already. And then I had such a hard time getting interested in the Justice League books because, you know, how Jordan to me was like so far behind what I was reading in the books right now. Yeah. Damn, man. Well, it's hard to think when you're just wanting to read stories about sales and what's, you know, what's good for the company. Yeah. You don't think about that shit. Yeah. Sucks, man. It does. So, and then out of the new 52, things kind of collapsed on themselves. Things kind of collapse on themselves with convergence, and then I don't think I don't think that worked as well as they had hoped, which is where we got rebirth, mm-hmm. and that kind of I don't know if that's if that's such a hard hard reboot. I think it's just a reset. Yeah, yeah, because that also integrated the uh, the Watchmen universe into it too, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I still don't. I, I remember there was a, a big deal. It was going to be Superman versus Dr. Manhattan. Like it was like leading up to that. Oh yeah. And then I skipped a couple books for a while. And then the next thing I see is, uh, is the flash inhibited with spoilers. If anyone cares, uh, like the flash and the Dr. Manhattan hybrid kind of thing. No, the blue flash. Yeah. Like, but he, but he had like the he had like the Doctor Manhattan uh, symbol on his on his forehead. I thought that I'll, was a flash with Metron's chair. Dang, oh, could have been. Could have been. I think you missed too many books. Damn man, I might have. Yeah, I just I see blue people and I see a circle on the forehead. I'm like, that's Doctor Manhattan. Man. Yeah, sorry man, it's fine. <laughs> I guess. So so right now we uh, we are post reboot and that's we're up to date, right? Yeah, rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah. Let's let's take a break. You got it. We'll take a break.
Welcome back to the Lombox Podcast. We're going to be wrapping up right now with our episode full of talk about rebirths, reboots, uh, retcons, and all things that just renew comic books in their continuities. I like your alliteration. Rebirths, redos, retcons. Well, see, I by the third one, I'm like, fuck, I'm in it. I'm committed. Can't turn around now. <laughs> I've gone too far. I did my best, man. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, this that was a lot of fun. We uh, there's been a lot of books out that have just kind of changed uh, uh, the the storylines, and I think my side of things uh, they're beneficial because for uh, either younger readers or readers mm-hmm. that are just getting into books, it's a great way to jump into it and not have to read you know a, a good history of books to know what's happening right now. But if they wanted to, where could they find these books? The are they at the library? I don't know. I was going to say Comixology. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was going to say Comixology or your local comic book shop. Yeah. For us, it would be Bankston's. Uh, if you guys want to read them, I have them at home. Yeah. <laughs> because I've been collecting a long-ass time. <laughs> tight, so, I, And I have, like, the hardbacks of Crisis on Infinite Earth. That's tight. That's I have tight. Kingdom Come. I have uh, New Frontier. You know, just, For sure. Like, yeah. check, check out your local comic book stores. I was going to say your local libraries. That's where I got my start in. You could check your local libraries. Yeah. I mean, that's starting to be even a if thing they now. Don't, yeah, even if they don't have these specific books, they have a lot of great options. Mm, to choose absolutely. From. Yeah. Armando, are we just doing talking about... Yeah, I think they're, I mean, I, I I think it's great because it you relate more to, like, stuff that relates to your generation or, and that's the purpose of moving forward with comics or changing something or adding characters is something to relate to. Like, you know, if my if my son saw Superman talking on a payphone, he'd be like, what is he doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd think of the little things like that. The how the is art, a payphone? Yeah, what is, what is he doing, right? So... New, and and so you know newer generations need newer philosophies newer things um just a new kind of setting so i'm down for them for sure yeah all right y'all this is that was it for the long box episode 23 episode one volume two whoa oh, dang. you're right damn that was tight well, guys, that was that was tight. Uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Uh, this shout out! Oh, whoa! Shout oh, almost got me, bro. Shout out to my wife. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh she's great. Uh, shout out to my wife. Uh, shout out to uh you guys here for getting this set up. Uh, continuing this journey because this is a lot of fun. This podcast, yeah. Being able to sit down for an hour and uh, just talk, just this fun stuff. Because other side of it, comic talk is work. This tide. Comic talk it's the is fun side. Yeah, for sure. This is the phone side. So shout out to you guys, man. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Shout out to my wife, as always. Um, shout out to Mike here and all the Rogue Media crew and everybody that's doing their podcast. Um, shout out to you guys, too, all the fans, everybody who's still supporting us um, in our journey and being creatives. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my wife as well. Shout out to uh, No Waco. I was on the No Waco hey, podcast. You guys go yes. get that a listen. That yeah. was fun with uh, Debbie Wright. Uh, shout out to uh, Only Murders in the Building. Wait, no. What's the murder podcast? Because they had their live Bloody show. Happy Hour? The Bloody, Bloody happy, happy Hour. Bloody Happy Hour. And they, I'm upset because they didn't kill someone <laughs> on their show. And I then saw have, that. And yeah. then have the that. audience <laughs> guess who committed the murder. That would be good, yeah. man. That would have been cool. That's how they should have done That's it. That's how they should have done it, yeah. uh, And shout out to all the other podcasts. Shout out to Rogue Media. Shout out to Mike for having us on. Uh, you know, this is fun, guys. This yeah. Is fun. 
And this 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 is premiering this week, guys. So make sure to go visit our page and Rogue's page and buy tickets to our live show. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. got a live show coming up, guys. Star Wars. Friday. Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars. Everything you wanted to know, but never cared to ask. <laughs> Head over to the Longbox uh, Facebook page to check out information for tickets on that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. And we're Peace. out. See you. Be sure to hit the like button, subscribe to see what we have to say. You can find us on social media. You can find Joey at Joey Gonzalez. Um, you can find me at Armando Ramirez underscore art. And you can find Danny at Imaginary Heroics. And you can find Plus Waco Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Plus Waco Comics. Excelsior. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. <laughs> Throw a couple of them in there. Curse you, Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Holy tuna fish sandwich, Batman. <laughs> Imperious Rex. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>